Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Exactly, I'm a salty sailor dog. Ooh, I'm a salty sailor dog. <laughs> Not amused. So, <clears throat> welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Today, Megan has very important things. She's salty. That's the problem. She, I'm she, she's dare I say peeved. Yeah, I mean, I you could say that I'm salty because I I worked out in in a ninety degree ninety nine ninety nine degree room and you know sweat is is somewhat uh, perspiration the the glowing glowiness of of working out. She stinks. I stink and I'm sweaty and I'm salty, but I'm salty on a much deeper deeper level. She is irked by life and the universe. It tasks me. Tell me, Megan, what what what's gotten you so ruffled? What's gotten me ruffled is uh, not not the title of this podcast, which is that we were in a craft fair or craft market or whatever. Is, uh, is. See, this is where the saltiness quickly begins. See, See? folks, <laughs> I wasn't lying. Okay, because like it's, it's been a positive experience. I'll, I'll I want to say that from but... the get go, this has been. Joyous and great and wonderful and I couldn't be happier. Okay. I, am, I am so happy right now. So happy. Why are you saying I'm not happy? I didn't say you weren't happy. I said you were salty. Yeah, I am salty. Okay, so why am I salty? I am salty because there are things about having a craft fair slash market slash show that uh, people don't tell you and there's the obvious things that they tell you that they just put on repeat and you're like, I knew that and that's not hard but is this the stuff that is tripping me up. So I want to be here as your your Aunt Megan or your, yeah, I don't know, like your, your wise knowing mentor or whatever, some, some high office that I deserve. Definitely do not deserve. Uh, I like how I go from like, Aunt to like high office of control and power over you. Let's say that this is drunk Meg- Aunt Megan's uh, guide to craft fairs. Yeah, and hopefully I tell you stuff that you didn't know. And where we're gonna format this is that we're gonna just get into the nitty gritty, like breaking down the numbers, what you need to have, blah blah blah, and then hopefully just kind of get more into the philosophical side of things. That's and what I'm the, here for. The, the anecdotal wisdom and uh, the esoteric conundrums so if you if you feel like skipping this section i'm not offended or if you she is offended she's offended by everything i am offended by she's everything. on a tear i am a tear up i am a terrible person i'm terrible per- <laughs> i was going there <laughs> beat you ha. uh so uh the um <laughs> basically if you want to just listen to this part that's fine with us. And if you just want to listen to the last part, that's fine with us. But if you are uh, a, a true believer of... A the, stalwart soldier. A stalwart soldier 
shouldering on in the... the if you are an unwavering duck. Basically, if you are a true unwavering duck. You'll listen to the whole thing. Exactly. And then send us lots of money. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Gold. All right. So what am I salty about? I'm salty about first. What is it called? Is it a craft fair? Craft market? Craft show? What is it? And, like, and then, like, basically we signed up for a flea market. Like, what does that mean? It's like one of those little circuits, circuses with the little fleas that do tricks. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess it, I mean, it's just like, it's a marketing thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm signing up for a, for a, for a, I don't know. And then it becomes this descriptive. <laughs> I, I am signing up for being in one location at a specific time with a puppet tent and several tables laden with my product. Yeah, and then they, they, they're like, okay, why why are you so strange? And I'm like, well, life is hard, okay? Life is hard. So do the descriptors matter? Do you, do you think it matters if you're trying to sign up for a flea market slash craft fair slash craft show slash thingamajog? I think anything that says craft or art show market fair doesn't matter. Okay. I think flea market means that you will be in a eclectic zone basically meaning that hodgepodge hodgepodge meaning that not everything there is going to be handmade like you're gonna have the vintage people you're gonna have right or it was handmade so long ago that those people aren't the actual people yeah you're gonna have people who aren't actual makers so if that matters to you like if you want Mm -hmm. to be in a space where it's only all handmade Mm -hmm. or it's only all non-handmade then you can consider that it really doesn't matter. And honestly, do you think that matters to your potential customers? Do you think you're, it's difficult to find the right market? The only place where that would matter is if people are assuming a certain price point. Okay. Right. They're like, oh, these are vintage things. So I should be getting it for cheap. Or very expensive. That's or very the thing expensive. about vintage. That's, yeah, exactly. And that's, you're not going to know. And that's the hard thing with picking ones. And I would just say when you're picking one, to start with, go with what's the cheaper one until you figure out. Your, some feedback from people. Get some people. feedback from people. Uh, and realize that if they're charging less for a booth, it's because they haven't had uh, this event very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't draw a ton of people. And, uh, th- no, that's basically it. No, I started this as a list. It's those two things. It's a list of two. <laughs> it's a list of two. But uh, also, so, like, so y- what you're saying is that because we live in a capitalistic society, you get what you pay for. Pretty much. 
So if you want high volume of a specific clientele that's going to spend big money, you can expect to spend big money on getting in front of those people. Yeah, exactly. Because they know they know their market. And I mean, that's another thing I'm salty about is there there's a lot of people actually, I'm surprised at how many, that charge you an application fee. Not only what your booth is, if they let you in, but an application fee. So you have to watch out for that because those can quickly add up and really think about... Is it worth it? Is it worth it? And a lot of times it's not. A lot of times they think they're better than they are. You can get into a lot of good ones without doing that. And you got to think about... Especially if you're willing to drive. Like if you're willing to drive in like an hour or two out, you you can find ones that are not like that at all. And also, possibly, it's it's a little bit of things like if if it's that competitive to get into it, especially if you're starting out, the ceiling's just too high. Yeah. You, by the time you put all your time and effort into getting into this one craft fair, you will be so deep in the hole that it's going to be very hard for you to make your money back. Yeah, and I'm, we're going to talk real soon about the expense of actually having this because it clobbered me. Like I I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't like I shouldn't have been. I think I, I think I procrastinated because I didn't want to know. Yeah. And then once I knew, I then knew I didn't want to know. Then she got salty. Exactly. Now we're here. Another thing. Okay. So now we're on. We're now we're on like signing up, right? You're there's going to be information that you're going to have to give, which is going to be annoying to give. And that is usually a list of what products you sell and rightly so i i reckon they want to know very specifically at least they say they want to know very specifically what you're selling and i reckon that's because they don't want too much overlap which is fine but i feel like it should just be broad spectrum of like you fit in this bucket over here of a fiber arts or you don't, right? But they want a list. And then on a lot of forums, you're tight, tippity tappity tap that, that list and uh, it, it fills up because there's only so many characters you're allowed to use. So they want to know specifically, but they don't give you room to tell them specifically. Exactly. So That's you're just, your you're just, you're just, yeah. And you're just typing away, assuming that they're going to give you enough space to do this whole thing. And then they're like, oh, you can't. So then you have to redo the whole thing, basically summarizing. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, give me a summary. They're like, give me a list. And like, a list is different than a summary. English, people. English is not that hard. So, wow, I actually am upset about this. Yeah. <laughs> it makes for great, great know. gold. I didn't even know I was upset about this. So, before you even start applying, write a list of, of your summary. So, what what we have, what, what we've done is basically we start with our blanket statement of when, when we're given enough space. This mm-hmm. is what we put in. Fiber arts for home, body, and soul. So, they know right away fiber arts and other goods for home, body, and soul. And that is repeated on the Etsy shop. So, that's kind of like a, a semi-tagline that we mm-hmm. have. And so, we start with that and then we say... Things like baskets made from recycled plastic bags, uh, tea towels and silk scarves that are plant dyed, crocheted bags and accessories and and wearables. I'm blanking on the word. Clothing. Accessories. Clothing. I said accessories. Oh, sorry. I couldn't think of clothing. Okay. Uh, I just need to join my my nudist colony and be done with it. I can't even think of the word. (laughs) 
So, so we came out with something like that, you know, and just say like, oh, we try to have sustainable products and we're bent towards like sustainable in the way of like a sustainable, like nature driven, but also recycled, reclaimed. I don't know what the word is. I feel like it's also partly sustainable because sustainable yeah <laughs> so sustainable the wood parts are with yeah. sustainable if yeah you, if, if you, you sand didn't like it, the, yeah you sand it, you didn't like the finish it's yeah, sustainable it's sustainable no sustainable for us to keep doing too a little bit right you know, that's what i put in that's how i feel it's like yeah. but i'm like was this product sustainable and i'm like well i could do it again so yeah well i mean <laughs> if you're not what's your problem bro? <laughs> we could do it again because Oops, we it's not it again <laughs> But, but a little bit, the fact that, like, we can do it again does tell you that, like, the products are there. Um, <laughs> like, the, 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 the products are there. Sorry, the, the materials are there. Oh. The products that make up the product, you know? Are we back to the products? Yeah. Oh, my. Products. Products? We're, we are product. No, that's obviously not what people mean. They p- try to... People, People are trying to save the planet. We don't think we're saving the planet, but we do think we are doing a good job being responsible stewards of of our little bit of the planet. Yeah. And, we're, and that's our goal. And we're cheap. Yes. And we want to use what we have first before consuming more. Exactly. Which is why the towel holder rings, the oven towel holder rings, are made from scraps, bits of plywood that otherwise would have been either burned up or thrown away. Something like with the t-shirts, they were stained or used up or just not, mm-hmm. not awesome t-shirts. Like not like, you know, like when a t-shirt's like scratchy and you're like, do I want to give somebody a scratchy t-shirt? No. That just seems rude. There's so many good t-shirts out there in the world. Why would you give a scratchy t-shirt to someone? Don't do it. Yeah. So you make, you make a t-shirt yarn bag. That's what you do. Write a blurb before you even start doing it and put it in a document so that you can just copy and paste it instead of like every time you try to fill out a form that you're like, oh, wait, how did I say it last time? What did I do? And I, I learned this from experience because there was one that, um, which was actually a nice one. I like this. I had to print off the form and mail it in. And it was very exciting. I like doing that. <laughs> so old school. I know. And uh, so that's, that's what I did. And we actually, uh, you know, Michelle and I wrote it out. And it was all very nice. And then I, I had another application to fill out today. And I was like, wait, what did we say? What did we do? Because we just wrote it on a yeah. piece of paper and we didn't do anything else. <laughs> so write it down. So document this. Document. Blah, 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 blah. Duck. Document it. Document it. <laughs> document it. So have a list and a summary of products. And um, also have pics of your products. And obviously, I'm assuming you would already because like Instagram or like maybe you have an online shop like we do, like on Etsy. But try to do it where you get more bang for your buck. This is another salty thing. I was doing an application form and they said, upload pictures of what you sell. And I'm like, great, I'm going to upload one picture for every item that we sell because that will clearly show what we sell because... We literally sell it. Yeah. And I was clicking away and I was, you know, picking very nice ones. And then all of a sudden it says, you cannot add any more pictures. I could only add five pictures. It did not say, please add five pictures. It said, please add pictures. 
How hard would that have been to say five pitchers? Because then you're like, oh, I can't even go back. Well, I, I mean, I could. But then oh, okay. I'm just like, how do I encapsulate the depth, the emotion? What is the truth? What? The true the essence. Yes, and the quintessence. Uh, uh, of the duckiness of our shop. Exactly. What What did you pick? I'm curious now. I, I picked, uh, I picked, I picked, I picked. Um, the purses. Did I, though? I know I picked a silk scarf and the towels, and I think I picked a basket and probably a purse. Yeah, I did probably do a purse. I didn't do something like the towel rings. Oh, I think I did a sweater. I did the blue sweater for sure. Because I, I those are accoutrements. Like, that, that That only makes sense because we do towels. Yeah. So, it's kind of like that. Like, kind of like one category for each thing. Like, oh, this was for home, so I did that. And then this was for, like, accessories. And this was a plant dyed thing. Yes. You know? Uh, so, that that's what I did. But... What I would recommend is that either at your first craft fair or at when you do like a practice run setup or just like set up a table with all your stuff and take pictures, what you can do is you can go on Canva and for free, you can easily make a collage because for those applications where you only get one picture and I just filled one of those out, you can get four five, six pictures in for the price of one. Clever. I know. I thought I was pretty smart, actually. <laughs> so go on Canva. It's free. You just make an account and just use, like, your Gmail or whatever and just upload. And then you can even get more bang for your buck. Like, what I did is I used pictures from our first craft fair. So, like, everything's laid out on the table. So you can kind of see more Yeah. You togetherness. More of you get more sense of what the booth's actually going to look like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's what I did. That's that's what I would recommend. I would say those are the biggest things were like the form applications. Yeah. And also just if you're signing up for a bunch, keep track of what dates so you don't accidentally double book yourself. That would be bad. Because it does take a while to get these applications back. I have at least, I think, three. I have, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> I have three, but... One of the three has three dates. So it's so almost like it, six. So it's almost like six. So I'm waiting to hear back from six. But it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Math. You'd figure that out. I can't. <laughs> Make sure you don't double book yourself. Which is very easily done because it's all weekends. And then you're like, oh yeah, sure, throw another weekend in there. And you're like, no, nope, that was the wrong weekend. Let's get into actually setting up the booth. Like, I'm going to assume... You have product. You have product. And You've signed up. You're you're hopeful. You're eager. You're ready for this. You have been accepted into your first parking lot sale of some sort. And the anticipation flows through your, your, your blood like a intoxicating wine. Mm. And then you realize that you have no idea how to organize all your product that is sitting in nice, neat buckets inside your basement, ready to be shipped out to your online customers. And now you have to display it for the first time ever. Yeah. What do you do? What do you how do you do? manage the stress? How do you solve a problem like Maria? I would say first thing we had to do, which really like figured some stuff out for us, figure out how big your booth is going to be. Yeah. Right? Because what are you working with? Like 20 by 10, 10 by 10, that 5 was, by 5, 3 a, by 5, 2 inches by 2 inches. Yeah. And I, that was, I have a little bit of land. I want to build on it. <laughs> He's an idiot, but I love him. And my own father, 
a handsome and generous man. In addition to our summer and winter estate, he owned a valuable piece of land. True, it was a small piece, but he carried it with him wherever he went. Dmitry Pietrovich, I would like to buy your land. This land is not for sale. Someday, I hope to build on it. He was an idiot, but I loved him. And that's the thing, too. Like, consider, like, how much product you actually want to show, right? That's up to you. Yeah, are you showing everything? Or is it just, like, a kind of, like, a That did, spicy... that did really... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It's just a little, little... I'm like... trying to be fast about this, because okay. this is boring stuff. Okay. So... Uh, I'm trying to make it interesting. Stop. No. Okay. You can make it interesting. That's fine. I'll let you. So it was a little complicated because it's like, oh, you get one parking spot for this craft fair. And I was like, well, a parking spot is a really weird shape because it's just a skinny rectangle. And a lot of booths are 10 by 10. And then you start Googling, what is the, the standard spar- parking oh, lot I space? Oh, I spent a, like an hour Googling it. And then, of course, we live in America, so we don't, like, really like standardized unit of measurement. So it's kind of like one parking lot is really 15 hamsters by 25 roosters. Oh! I mean, are we are we talking Costco-sized spots? Yeah, and then do you get the double-lane part as yours, or is that, right, like, is that, that like no man's yeah, land? Yeah, exactly. So what I, what I did is um, what you should do when you have a question is that you contact the person who would answer the question. And if you know who that is, let me know. <laughs> But hopefully so, there is an email you can write yeah. once so, you've been accepted. And so I just I just contacted the the place where we're setting up, and I just said, "Hey, so I'm wondering about tents. Like, how, what size tents do people use for this? Because I'm seeing ten by ten. Because I I looked into rectangular rectangular tents, and they're expansive. Because it's interesting that the geometry doesn't work as nicely. Oh, so I was trying to find something that was like exactly like sixteen by eight. Yeah, like. Nope. So expensive, like six hundred dollars. Yeah. Like no way am I doing that. And they should be like, oh yeah, most people just do a ten by ten. It's fine. I'm like, oh okay, perfect. So I went with ten by ten. And once I had ten by ten, it did really help my brain figure out. Okay, this is what we need to do. We can fit so many tables inside yes. this. We can fit so much product on this. And I would say it's the confines in which our creativity and expressiveness can- could flourish, like in a garden. Yes, like in a garden. <laughs> what accent was that? It was my own accent. Was it now? It was indeed. It was an accent. All right. So then I guess I'll say, like, I just spent a day buying stuff, which is always very scary. I don't know. Like, it's it's not- really enjoyable until you see price marks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's kind of get into it. To get a 10 by 10 canopy tent. I was able to get one for $90. I will go on to tell you about getting a tablecloth. Because tablecloths, you're like, well, I would like a tablecloth. Well, most tablecloths, unless you get banquet tablecloths, do not go down and cover the feetsies. They don't cover the feetsies of what? The tablas. Oh, right. Tablecloths. That makes sense. I was looking into that, and of course, that is very expensive. And also kind of boring. So then I thought, you know, this is where my brain goes immediately. I can make it! Yeah, because, you know, I have so much free time. Exactly. While I'm organizing this thing. Exactly. 
Exactly. And I'm like, it'll definitely be cheaper for me to buy strips of fabric, eco diet, sew it together, together and have that be my tablecloth. And I was going with this idea for a long time. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, really long time. In the back of my mind, like, oh, when I have a booth, I'm going to eco-diet and we're going to sprinkle flowers on it. So there's we're one... Going to frolic, there's and we're a... going to be in the garden. So here's the interesting thing, though. If you had done that, I feel like it would have detracted from our product. I know. I also had that in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> But then I was like, what if I do like a, a semi-solid color? Ooh. Where it's ethereal and translucent and yet solid and firm. And firm. Consequential. <laughs> Everything's consequential. <laughs> what about inconsequential things? Is there such a thing? Name well, we me name have a one. Word. We have a word that's inconsequential. I know, to express that there is none. What? There's yeah, because that's... if you don't have a word for it, you can't express it. So if you don't have inconsequential, then you can't say that anything is... This is an inconsequential and irrelevant conversation. No, it's actually interesting because if we didn't have the word, then we could not say that there is no incons- inconsequential thing. Just getting harder and harder to say that word each time I say it. Inconsequential. Inconsequential. Incompetence. I mean, what? <laughs> no, that's you. <laughs> that, that one, we do know what that means. Yes. And that is true, and it, it does exist. Are you going to answer that question or not? I really don't have an answer. I, I Inconsequential. I think that a lot of the times, things that seem inconsequential are truly not inconsequential. Yeah, exactly. And like you might be the catalyst for something that you like may never see, but you still, your actions still had consequences. Yes, even your inaction. So it, I guess it's like we get back to the tree falling and you don't hear it. Does the tree make a noise, right? Because like if your actions cause something, but you never know that you caused something, did you cause it? Yes. You did cause Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You did. Yeah. So it's like the tree made a noise. Yeah. Which seems pretty self-evident, but I don't know why people keep bringing that up. Well, because it depends upon your definition of noise, right? Because if if nobody's there to hear it, then is it actually a noise? But But your argument... But, like, the physical sound waves is different than your receptors to hear. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like, hearing and sound... Why are you arguing with me? Because you're wrong. See, she's salty about everything. (laughs) All right, so what did I end up with tablecloths? Because I then I also thought, um, you know what? I could just buy some sheets. Yeah. That was my defeatist moment. <laughs> I could buy sheets. And not like 12,000 count thread, you know? No, just like cheapo Walmart. <laughs> I don't know, like just whatever they had, solid color. Try to find blue. Doesn't matter anymore. Maybe you find little yellow ducks on it. <laughs> I love little baby ducks. Old pickup trucks, slow-moving trains, and rain. I love little country streams, sleep without dreams, Sunday school in May, and hay. And I love you too. And then, and then, and then, 
I had the idea that, see, I, I feel like I want to take credit for all my ideas, but you, as you can see, I have so many before we actually end up with one. And it's not like I'm a genius that I'm just like, yeah. We're just throwing stuff against well, the wall. Exactly, see sticks. What, exactly. See what sticks. So I thought, you know what? At Home Depot, you can get these really nice canvas drop cloths and they're really thick and they actually kind of have a nice color. And I like a coarse textured fabric. I think mm-hmm. that it looks interesting. And so I like, okay, let me it's look. It's like the upscale burlap. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's like a, yeah, more finished burlap, but it's kind of like a more warm brown cream color. And so I went on Home Depot and I'm like, okay, that's doable, but it's expensive. So then call up Amazon, right? See what they got. And it actually did take me a little bit to search it, honestly, to find something that I liked. And and trying to decide on the size is really hard. Really, really hard. I ended up going with one that gave me enough number of cloths and uh, was in the right price range. And I said, I hope it will fit. Yeah. That's really what I did. It ended up being a six by nine. Okay. And when you have a six foot folding table, what you can do, and it worked out being like the perfect size. You just, you just scooch it forward because basically what, what we did is we made a U and the back of the booth doesn't really matter as much. People aren't really shopping that. They come into the tent, shop yeah. the U, get out of Dodge. So you can just drop it, you know, and, and shimmy the, it towards shimmy it, and the then side be... the customers are on. Exactly. And then they don't see the feetsies. Yep. Which is scandalous. Perfect. It is. It is scandalous. I mean, we're That's basically... why we have tablecloths. It is. Because, yeah. like, the foot of the table is like... You don't want to see the leg. No. Like, scandalous. You know, you know all those creepers on the internet looking yeah. at... Looking at table legs and feet. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of noise was that? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what came out of me, but... uh, (laughs) Are you one of those people? I'm not saying nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so those worked out really well, and they look super good. They're they're double-stitched. They're gorgeous, actually. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about them being a heavier weight fabric is that with wind, it's not wishy-washy and like the sunlight's not really gazing through them it just looks solid solid, substantial like you belong where you are Mm -hmm. and that's really what you are trying to do is look like you belong there and you just have to fake it so you make it do right because you're you're a temporary thing yeah but then you're like i'm a storefront and whereas like people get to spend months designing their store you know like their brick and mortar and making it look perfect yeah you know, and just like boutiques are always changing it and making it mm-hmm. look better and better and better. Whereas like you basically have an hour yep. to make it look great. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Like how long does this all take you to set up? And like, are you doing it with yourself or do you have help? Or like, you know, like get that stuff in line. That's huge because you're going to need to know because they're going to be very much like on you. Like you got to be set up and they're going to want you to be set up really 10 minutes before Oh, at you least, really. Yeah. And definitely not with your vehicle, like, unloading there in the Yeah, way. they want you to unload fast. So, like, yeah. to be respectful to them, unload and, and get their vehicle and, out of there And the other quickly. people in, in, who are yeah, also sitting Yeah, because, like, it all is, like, a ton of... You're, like, you're, usually it's like you're a, in a very, dance. It, it is like a dance. And you're all in a very close proximity 
to each other. So you kind of have to be respectful of other people too, that they need to get their stuff and you need to get your stuff. Mm-hmm. So the tablecloths, I ended up getting a pack of four. I only needed three, but it's nice to have extras because I wrap up the displays when we're traveling yep. in the extra one uh, so that things don't get cr- scratched and, and damaged because moving all your inventory and all your displays and everything in and out, it's, da- it's like, it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it is dangerous. And like your, your products are going to start to show and like, I'm sorry. Like that's, I mean, I, ha- I mean, I can't see anything right now, but after one show, it's not that big no, a deal, but, but like to remember and keep like, instead of like just chucking things in, you have to really maintain that quality and care as much as you can, Yeah, which got difficult at the end of the story of this. So stay tuned to why we could not be as careful as we wanted to be. Drop cloths. Tables. Tables. Well, you haven't gotten the... T- so how, not- much, how much did you get for the, the drop cloths? Drop cloths were $47. Okay. And like I said, I got four. So that's nice to have a little bit of, of yeah. wiggle room with that. I, I thought we had more tables than we did. But we only only had... Only, 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 only had... Uh, one six foot table, and then we have this little one that we're we're recording with. Where it's our little friend. I don't know what it is. What size? Three feet? Is it mm, half? No, two by four. Two by. What part is this? Is four? Yes. This part is the the larger side of it is the larger number. Yes. Glad you're able to figure that out. Well, thanks. I'm smart. <laughs> so that was not enough. For me, like we could have right. made do, but I was like, that's, that's not enough. So I'm like, I will go and buy another plastic table because it's just a slabo plastic and a few prefab legs. How and bad can that how be? How bad can that be? The cheapest one I could find was $50. I don't know why that seems completely obscene to me, but $50. Same price as your tablecloth. I got four tablecloths. And I'm in fiber arts. I know what fabric costs. <laughs> to me, it wasn't that bad. But $50 for something that they make thousands upon thousands all the time. And it's the same silly table all the time. And no, like, I don't know. Like, a machine's making it. I mean, I guess there's some work involved. But I don't know. Like, I, it just, it's just a table. It's a table. I don't like tables. I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate tables, but a plastic, a white plastic table, you don't go, ah, yes. Ah, uh, yes, the white plastic table. Oh, yes, I, I always wanted one of those, but I never got to have one of those. It says lifetime on it. It must be an heirloom. Oh, no, that's a very sad lifetime if that's what your inheritance is. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, So I had to get a table, and I actually ended up getting it at Target. I think they had a sale. But it was about 50 bucks. Walmart has has decent ones. Costco did not support me so well. Theirs no. were all really expensive. But again, Costco's kind of hit or miss with like like season seasonal yeah. stuff. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to add that. Yep. So 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that was basically, that's the, the setup, I guess. I, well, how much were, would you say your displays were if somebody had to buy the displays that we made? Where they'd be making them themselves or ha- buying them from somebody. So what tools that we we made you made, I just the the, the royal we, uh, you made 
two basically clothing racks. You know how like everybody yep. buys like those metal thingies and like they just stick it on the table and there's like the clothing racks. Yes. And then everybody buys them. But again, those are expensive and so when you have a brother that's in carpentry, just like Bubby can you please make this for me? You're so talented and you should know how to do this and it's gonna look so much nicer. Yeah. Please, Bobby. And uh, that works every single time. Yeah, basically you just have to have a wonderful brother and they're not that bad. Yeah. Honestly, material, I think. Uh, so the sheet of plywood, let's say you have to buy a stock sheet of plywood, you're gonna spend 35 bucks for that sheet okay. and then then the little remnants of stuff i had most people would have something like that so let's just put another 20 towards that yeah so you're you know you're looking at another 55 bucks 55. for yeah. for um what i what i made you especially since there was paint and everything involved yeah which we had the paint already yeah but like you can't count that because you had to pay for it at some point that's true, but like you get double purpose, yeah, a little bit yeah. out of it. So that's that's something. And like, what did you use? Like a jigsaw? You could use a jigsaw. Uh, I I actually had a bandsaw. Let the drums roll out. Let the trumpet call. While the people shout, strike up the band. Hear the cymbals ring. Calling one and all to the martial swing, strike up the band. There is work to be done, to be done. There's a war to be won, to be won. Come, you son of a son of a gun, take your stand. All in line, yea, a bow. Come along, let's go. So I prefer to use the bandsaw. Okay. Just because the jigsaw I have is not that high a quality and you just bandsaw is faster. And then also you got your hands on a door. Yes. And you were able to make it kind of like an easel and we, we hang all of our silk scarves on it. So yeah, that actually turned out pretty nice. It looks stunning. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So that's something I... Also, like, we tried to find kind of, like, a unique idea yeah. for, like, how to display it. And that, to me, was the fun part, was kind mm-hmm. of like, okay, what's a unique way that makes it easy for people to touch things and try things on and yeah. interact with it and look, like, memorable and everything. So you found a door. Yeah. And I feel like you could just go to Habitat for Humanities Yeah, and they're, get they're doors not like that cheap then. there, but okay. 40 bucks, let's say. 40 bucks? For, for everything okay, we can, for that. We can put 40 bucks yeah. on there. But you you can find them for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you just keep your eyes out, and like, if you can, if you want to use like an old ladder, or like, yeah. it depends on like what products you're selling, obviously. Uh, so if you keep your eyes out, but just have fun with it. Yeah. And just you're not of... boxed into these ideas. No. Or, or any kind of ideas. You know, it's sort of I, life. Do yeah, what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the boss of you. No. That means, like, for the, the booth, so that means the, the canopy tent, the table... Tablecloths. Tablecloths, because we only had to buy one table, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Figure on a six-foot table being 50 bucks. And displays came to around $282. Yeah. 
So that is just so that people can see your things. Yeah, this before inventory is in there. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming, like, chairs, you just bring folding chairs, whatever you have. Like, I'm assuming yeah. people have that. I got a new chair. Y'all, I'm so excited about this chair. I don't know how to describe it, but it is the Cadillac of lawn chairs. chairs. It's the anti-gravity reclining chair that is so insanely comfortable. It's life-changing, honestly. I don't think I've ever been that comfortable sitting outside. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. Not even on the beach, like on a sand. Like, like on laying the... on the sand is comfortable. Okay, yeah. But like sitting on the sand, no, and it doesn't. Yeah. It's not as comfortable. So like this is this is legit chair, legit chair, legit chair. So legit chair. <laughs> <laughs> not this podcast. All right. So two eighty two for just setting up your booth. Then you're probably gonna want to have some bags, and this is where we get more salt. salt. I sent out your your dear dear wife, and I said, well. You know, we need tags and we need bags. Tags and bags. Tag them and bag them. And I thought, you know, I had gotten kind of into the swing of buying things. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting more comfortable with this. My, my purse is open and I, money's flying out. And I uh, said, hey, why don't you go to Michael's and why don't you do this? Because, you know, Michael's is a craft store and you just buy stuff there. And why not? But she had to go there for something else. So I was like, oh, that'll be convenient for you and convenient for me. Yeah. So she did. And she came back and I I texted her and I said, hey, how much was it so I can get the money to you? And she said it was $60. And I was sitting there. I'm like, yeah, no. (laughs) She mistyped it. And I said, well, it's not a big deal. I'll see her soon. And then we'll actually get the real amount of money. Yeah. Because I sent her out to get um, glue like specialty glue yeah, and bags and tags. And she said 60 bucks. She came with the bag of stuff and I looked at the receipt. No lie. It was $60. Yep. <laughs> and I was like. For some brown paper bags and some brown paper tags. I know. The glue was only 10 bucks. The, the glue was less than that. Oh, okay. The glue was like $6. The glue was by far the cheapest thing on there. And I thought that was going to be the most expensive. And I was looking at it, and I was like, I think I got to go back to Amazon. I I really, I know that you can say what you like to say about it, but I'm not spending, I think it was like... Well, 50 bucks. 50 bucks on bags and tags. So I did. I went, I went to Amazon, and I was able to get 120 bags... And that's mixed sizes, so some, you know, big and like, which is yeah. what we needed. And I was able to get 120 for 35.99, and I think at Michael's I got less than half of that amount for the same price. Uh, so it's definitely worth going. And we're we're gonna try to use like what what paper bags we have, right? But, but you, you don't, don't you just don't enough. know. You you know you can't depend on that. And the price tags, I was like. How is that possible? Because I have craft paper and I have string. Of course I have string. So I, I was looking at it and I was like, let me try making it. And, and you were a little dubious. 
You're like, nah, Megan, don't make it. Just just spend the money, right? You don't want to. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Don't. I was like, you can you can either do that or you can make another piece of product and sell that. Right. But I I have a secret weapon. Mm-hmm. What is the secret weapon? Wait, wait. The secret weapon. I have a mother who mm-hmm. likes doing that sort of stuff. So I got I got her on it, but I actually ended up doing a lot of them and took I I got well over a hundred tags with a little ball of string and four pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. With tuppence for paper and strings, you can have your own set of wings. And I have a, one of those slider cutter things already. Yeah. Yep. But you could use scissors. It doesn't matter. And I just cut them into little rectangles and then I docked the one end of it so that it would look cutesy but you yep. didn't even have to do that and then I tied a little piece of string on it and I I feel like I spent an hour on it yeah and Wait. the tags were over $20 to get 100 so you made 20 bucks an hour yeah for your business yeah and so and I'm like I had the paper I had the string I would be surprised if people don't have like cardstock paper lying around depends it does depend. I feel like by the time you've gotten this far in your business, you have that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something you would have. So that, I would say, actually making your tag, like you just put a nice show on. We were listening to the soundtrack of My Fair Lady. Okay. And we were just cranking it out. Like, it can be a pleasurable experience. It's kind of nice to do something like that, I thought. Well, it reminds me of making origami flowers for um, all the bouquets in my wife's wedding. Our mm-hmm. wedding. Your wife's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> She got married to some some guy. Some loser. Know. Some loser. I don't know who that was. <laughs> so I'm going to add $36 for the bags. And then the last thing I think I bought. Is that the last thing I bought? No, it isn't. Oh, I have a story coming up. More salt. Actually, it's more salt towards myself finally. So, I'm not I'm not mad at I'm not mad at the world for that one. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The last thing is you need a money, 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 money tray. (laughs) Ah, yes. And I didn't want no chintzy money box. Money makes the world go around, the world go around, the world go around. Money makes the world go around, it makes the world go round. No, really what I didn't want is to have one that's just a lockbox where all the money's just like in a stack. I want one with the special slides because I'd be like, whew, get your change. You want it to be organized. Yeah, I'm really bad at doing change. I'm so bad at doing change. It's the, I can't even begin to express how bad at making change. I am. Cause I get I get nervous. You know? And like I can I can put the bills together, but it's just like the subtraction part of it. Like they give me more money. If they gave me less money, I would be able to figure out how much they need to give me more. Money, 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 money. We we can't keep doing this, Bob. But they always give me too much money and then I have to give them back stuff. That's uh, really should just be like, Oh you oh you gave twenty to bed, you, I I keep the whole twenty. Yeah, I, I that's you what gave I think. a hundred dollar bill, but it's okay. You obviously have money to burn. Yep, but for some reason they won't let me do that. No. So I need a money box. And I found quite a nice one, I must say. Which is, it actually turned out being much nicer than I thought it was going to be. I spent uh, 
$23.95 on it. It's big enough that you can have like a little bag, like trade for like extra business cards and we have like product care cards and we have, you know, pens and it has all a spot for your coins. So it actually keeps you quite organized. So beyond just your money, but it keeps other things that you like little miscellaneous stuff that you need. So that helps keep that organized as well. So I would recommend getting a nice one. Yes. It's, and I was, I was looking at it. It was like only about $10 more. So I'm like, try once, buy once. Yeah. So there it goes $24. Bing. I get the machine that goes bing. That's the machine that goes bing. Oh, and then maybe should I just talk about money real quick? Yeah, because you were salty about that too. Well, no, I wasn't salty. I was nervous. I was a nervous, nervous Nelly. <laughs> How much change do you even put in your change box? One dollar. And when... <laughs> Can you break a five? No. <laughs> Actually, when, when I had somebody come up to me and say, Can you break a hundred? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually do that to them? No. Oh, that would have been funny. It would have been really funny. I should have done that. They were really sweet people, though, so I didn't want to be a jerk. <laughs> but, okay. Seems kind of broken to me now. Yep, yeah, now it's broken. Are you happy with it? So, just knowing how much money to put in, and the thing is, is that it gets complicated because we don't have credit card reader. Right. So, if you For some have a credit different card... reasons. Yeah, for multiple reasons. Yeah. Mostly that it's a pain in the tuchus. And it's expensive. They take quite <laughs> a large percentage per transaction. Yeah. Yeah. And they're faulty. There's yep. sometimes that people's trans... I, I know from other makers that they've had experiences where sliding cards merrily along and then they get home, they check all their transactions and none of them are there. Yeah. And then you can't do anything about it. So there's there's multiple reasons, but the the cost and the the hassle of like maintaining it is is a big thing. So we're kind of like open to it, but it didn't feel like something we needed to start with. It was just an extra headache. Um, I have a business PayPal that was super easy to set up. It's super easy to get a QR code so people can just scan it mm-hmm. if they have PayPal. But I was nervous because of, like we're cash only, so I want to have options because like. If you have a credit card reader, I don't think you need this much. Honestly, I don't think you need this much <laughs> that I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to give you a number. Okay. And you can make of that number what you will. $20 in ones. I actually ended up putting $23 in there. because That made me feel better. <laughs> and then originally we had said, I think, $40 or $50 in fives. But as I was writing prices out, I realized that five was a number that kept coming up. 25, 35, 15, 55. Like, that was just a number. And I'm like, people just carry 20s. Yeah. I know for myself, I just carry 20s and just assume everybody will just give me change. And then I somehow my change disappears and I just still have 20s. Yeah. So (laughs) I, uh, so I'm like, okay. So I ended up actually having, I think, around $75, $80 in fives. And then $100 in 10s. I put an extra one in there just for good measure. Again, this is kind of, like, where my anxiety kicks in. Yeah. I just do weird things to, like, soothe my brain so I'm not lying awake in bed. of like, oh, what if they bought this combo? Like, if they bought this 
product with this product and they paid with a this and then I would have to give them that and then if that happened three times over in the same way then I wouldn't have any of this <laughs> and then you say you're not good at math <laughs> when I'm laying awake trying to like insomnia kicks in and I'm like really good at math but when somebody's like we want to have this I'm like oh you can just take it I'm glad you love it <laughs> And I was like, oh, wait, I think I missed something. <laughs> that's that's one. I think it's hard with that's determining one. cash, though, how much to have on hand, especially when you don't know how busy you're going to be. Exactly. Because the busier you are, the the more likely you are to, to Yeah, and it's, it's it also nerve-wracking, like, too. Like, I don't know, like, the banks are closed. I'm like, you could go to yeah. an ATM, but sometimes ATMs are out of certain things well, or so, ATMs not all only of them. have 20s or 50s yeah no i've i've gone to ones with had ones yeah really no, like fives hmm i've done it once but a lot of people say that like they couldn't get anything yeah. smaller out of an atm uh so it really is hit or miss and then the banks close on saturday yeah so i really wanted to make sure i was prepared for 20s i had 160 in 20s but again, my anxiety kicked mm-hmm. in, and so I had 20s in my personal wallet Okay. in case that needed. Because I, I, we've, we've established I just have 20s. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I have. So that's that's what I had. So so make of that what you will. If you, I would just say, like, if you notice that you're ending with a lot of fives, add more fives. Or if you ha- end with a lot of weird numbers, like, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever, yeah. then make sure you have more ones. Right, just kind of go yeah. go with what your your prices tell you, but that's I think that's a good starting point until your anxiety kicks in and you change it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. That's that's where it where it comes out. Then the last thing is that we we did a dun dun dun, dun grand grand setup, right? Prior to prior pra- to practice practice run. And it was all looking very fabulous until a a little gust of wind started shifting the whole tent. And I feel like the, you know, like, da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, from the the Wizard of Oz. I just don't know the words about, like, you know, like, the room began to shake. And, like, when she sings about how she was in the tornado. Yes. That's kind of how I was like, oh, no, it's all lifting up. So then I was like, we need sandbags, which is something that Amazon said, this is commonly bought together. Would you like to add it to your cart? And I said, no. I said, I slap in the face of your sandbags. And I don't need them because my tent will be sturdier than all the other tents that you have sold that are exactly the same. (laughs) We needed sandbags. And so uh, what, what do you think is the first thing I thought of to do? To just make some bags and fill them with sand. Yeah. Use old jeans and then make really nice ties in the back. So, like, either Velcro, but then I didn't like that Velcro, and then, like, make it long enough for a bow, or maybe we should use snaps. And then should I make it, like, a little pocket so that we put, like, the bag of sand in it so the, the sand isn't actually sewn into it, but it's, like, a little pocket thing, like a little Joey situation, like kangaroo Joey thing. And so I was thinking about that and I pulled out a pair of old jeans and like, yes, this is going to be, this is going to be perfect. And then I hit a day where I had to do a whole whack of things. I, I know I had to edit the podcast and I know I had to 
do some sort of posting thing. I know I, I think I had a newsletter I had to check. I think I had a video I was supposed By to By the way, with the newsletter, it's going out every month. Yeah. You need to sign up. How Wait, do people sign some, up? Somehow we've actually done it two two months, months in a row. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I will try to put it in the description here. Ooh. And then you can just click on it and you can just sign up. Click the link. Click the link. And you don't also, know what you're missing out. The thing is, is that there's also another link there that's even better than this newsletter link. Yeah. That shows up without me even adding it to the description. Oh, the donation buckets? It's the donation bucket. Those are the best links. It's so easy. You just click on it. It's there all the time in every single one of the descriptions, which also are so witty and so funny and well-written. Definitely worth reading twice. Oh, definitely. But when you get to the bottom, there'll be a link there and you can just click on it. Dare I say, it's it's it rivals sausage links for how good this link is. Yeah. I know it will. It's like it will bring back memories of, of being around the, the the stove and mother frying the sausage and the, the snap crackling pop fireworks explosion of happiness of happiness. Yeah, will go That's... off when you go to the red circle donation bucket. Yep. And bonus: not only are you having fireworks of happiness as soon as it goes ding, and we receive it. We have major fireworks of happiness. Overcome. We are just overwhelmed. Ecstatic would yeah. be the word. And we do the little happy shimmy dance. And, and we will film it if it happens. We yeah. Will, we could, the shim, we could, the, the shimmy, shimmy dance, dance is something to behold. Yes. The Yes. The shimmy happy dance is quite something. Yeah. All right. So if you want to see that. Just so you know, this is for your, your information. Yes. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving right on. I had a busy day and I was a little bit overwhelmed, but I was like, I'm going to keep soldiering on. And I was just cranking things out. I was actually on a really good trajectory. And then the next thing on my to-do list was make sandbags. And I was looking at the jeans and I was looking at my list. I was looking at the jeans and I said, realistically for me to make four sandbags, it's going to take me well over an hour because I have to pull out the machine. I have to change the needle. I have to get the right string. I have to make the Hope size. Hope you don't break a needle. Yeah. I have to cut it. I have to, you know, measure it and all of this. And I said, you know, spending five minutes searching sandbags is not going to ruin my day. Right? Yeah. And it, it comes up that you can get it for $20. And I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let me just made swallow out of my pride. And it's just made out of, I don't know, yield. Nylon. Nylon. There you yeah. go. Built-in Velcro tabs. Yeah. It's kind of like a two-pocketed situation where it just like... Folds around the leg. Envelops in a... Cozy hug. In a cozy hug. Instead of those uncozy hugs. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, there are those awkward hugs, you know? There like are. The, yeah, that is true. There are awkward hugs that yeah. are not cozy. Yeah. So 20 bucks gets added to the, the, the total. And that brings our total to $362. Yep. And that is is good to be aware of. And I was not aware of that much. And thankfully, I'm in a place where I could I could do that. And you'll know when you're in that place. But sometimes having a number of like, this is how much I need to budget to even do this. Yeah. 
because a lot of people were like, oh, are you going to do, you know, this craft market? Are you going to do this craft market? And to keep that, mi- that, that, that price in mind. Because there's, yeah, plus the entry Yeah, and cost. then you have the, which can be anywhere. It's like, it's like $75 to $200, somewhere like $40 to even apply, and then it's $300. Yeah. So you really have to consider that. Because like, I knew about the application fees. I did not know about this almost $400. Yeah. And the thing is, though, of course, it's an investment. It doesn't just go away, right? So it's not every craft fair you have to spend $400 to yeah. set up. It's your first one. It's your first one. Yeah. Yeah. And that, But, like, the first one is the hardest one because now I'm like, yeah. yeah, now I'm rip-rearing to go. Like, now I'm good. Yeah. It's that first one was so hard. And that was my big goal for this year was to get into craft fairs. And as the months were dwindling by... Meaning February. Yeah. I was like, this, oh, I don't, I don't think I got it in me. Yeah. I really don't think I got it's it It's hard me. to do new things. So That's hard. why I titled this, this, this episode, Craft Fair and How to Conquer New Things. So we got kind of now into the, the, the conquer new things. Yeah. Now you may interview me. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Is that my duck sound? My friend, friend. Well, I, I think it's that's the true hurdle, right? It's like we've talked about the materialistic hurdle, right? I but don't. Hopefully, if you're stuck in the hurdle that I was stuck in, this helps you a little bit. Yeah. Because it makes the unknown a little, a little bit, bit more known. Yes. But that was what's holding me back. Was I knew there were things I didn't know, and that's scary because I'm like I have to do something with unknown unknowns. That's right. There's the known. Unknowns and the the unknown unknowns. Yeah. And, but I think one thing that you can, you've, you've done new things before and you'll do new things again. Yeah. You're pretty proud of yourself there. I am very proud of myself. But. <laughs> every time I sew, every time I do a sewing project, I write in my, my little uh, activity tracker, I can do hard things. <laughs> That's what I do, like, to cheer myself on when I'm sewing. I'm like, I can do hard things. And you know what? And that was basically the same thing with this craft fair. I was like, I can do hard things. Yes. And everybody who's listening can do hard things. Yeah. But I always think it's interesting how it's this culmination of, one, it being the right time. You said that, like, tried imagining doing this a year ago. No, I did not have near enough stock. Yeah. It... For just one hurdle, right? Yeah. Besides, like, the bandwidth yeah, but, for it and everything yeah. like that. But I think that's you got to, it has to be the right time. Yeah. You have to have the will to do it. And then all the other material things have to come together. And it's usually very helpful to have other people around you who are willing to help, right? So, like, oh, moms help. Oh, it's impossible with help. And that's the, yeah. I mean, this is something we could t- have a whole podcast about, but it's impossible to do things by yourself. Yeah. And I know that to the nth degree, you know, but like people are always like, oh, so what part of this do you do? And I'm like, I touch every part of this. Yeah. But so does many other people. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, who am I to judge whose contribution is worthy of mentioning or not mentioning? Or yeah. It's like, it, that's something I struggle with because like, I want to show what people do without demeaning what I do. Yeah. 
Anyways, that's a side tangent. Well, I, I think that's very interesting that you, you are aware of that. That, like, because, like, people, sometimes people will say, like, oh, it's uh, Edwin and Megan's business. I was like, no, it's Megan's business, but I do help. Yeah. And I help, I think, a fair bit. You know, I yeah. crack jokes. I keep the mood light. I keep things moving. You're a pain in the butt. Yeah. And, you know, I can reach high things. I can <laughs> I can lift heavy objects. Yes. I'm I a came be- in so handy I'm a beast Saturday. of burden. You are a beast of burden. You are a bird and a beast. Uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, that, like, that's the thing is, like, I can take take pride in the fact like I get to help Megan and then mm-hmm. you can take pride in saying like this has my name on it but that there's I think it's actually pretty cool to know that there's people who want to help you yeah right? because yeah. there's not everybody can say that right yeah that they believe in the dream I feel yes. like sometimes a little bit like Kermit where in the Muppet movie where he kind of loses it yeah. right and then he has like that soliloquy where he's like oh it's not you but they believe in your dream yeah. Right. And they're they're just hoping that you believe in your dream enough too. So like sometimes you I feel a little bit like Kermit, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that I'm just kind of like I hope I keep the dream alive long enough so that uh, other people who want to be part of the dream can be. Yeah. And I mean that's that's all a business is is a dream. A dream. Impossible dream. Mm-hmm. I, I I've seen several people like start businesses and and so on. It's like it's not like it's a done deal. It's mm-hmm. just like you're 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 a kid playing pretend. It's like okay, yeah. I now I I now run this business of you know digging ditches. Yes. Dig digging ditches express, and we dig ditches all over the place for yeah. you. And we just it, you just decided that that's going to be your business in a yeah. way. Right? And it you feels may, really fake. It like, is really fake. Yeah. You almost, you just imagine it into being. Yeah. And then guess what? There's a lot of people who want their digits dug. That's all being an entrepreneurial spirit is. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's being willing to try something. Yeah. And that you hope that other people will, like, follow your dream. Like, if mm-hmm. you are passionate about it enough and willing to work hard on it and ride the waves, mm-hmm. then hopefully people will come along with you. Yes. Like on a crusade. Yeah, like a crusade. Except like this would be a good PC. This would be a good one. <laughs> a good PC crusade. Yeah. You know, like you probably can't even say the word crusade nowadays. Oh no. No, I don't know. I mean, you can say crusade. Like you're kind of it's going a banding together. A banding together and also kind of like a higher purpose to what you're doing. Exactly. In the good sense. Otherwise, you're just... Stop! Stop it, Edwin. Just stop double-guessing double, double guessing yourself. That's... Double speak. Double speak. Stop it, you dis, d- duplicitous tongue. Um, what, what were we talking about? Craft fairs. Oh, were we? Yes. Oh. And trying to do new things and conquering them. Yeah. How beneficial was it that we did a practice run of setting up? Medium. Funny because that's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> really? I'm like, you're not gonna like this, but I'm like, eh. Uh, I. It was nice to. Okay, so the really the thing that I wanted to do, like the only thing that I was nervous about, was setting up the tent. Right, it's the first time you ever set it up. Exactly, first time setting up a tent like that before, and yeah. it took us five minutes. And after that, I was really checking out. I was yeah. like, 
whatever. Yeah, we got this. We got this. You know, because I knew before, because like we, ha- I asked you to make the displays. Yeah. I knew what that was going to look like. And I'm like, basically, we just have to shove things on the table and just, like, smooch it around a little bit. And, like, literally, that's what we did. We, we set it up in half an hour. It was less than that, that first day. Yeah. And I think the day of, I put a little bit more care into kind of, like, primping and fussing and futzing around with things. Yes. And it was... 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah, because we had the door. And like yeah. when we we did when we did the practice setup, we didn't have the door. Yeah. Our scarf display. Our scarf display. But no, I really thought that was not as I thought that was going to be more helpful than it was. Yeah, but it wasn't completely u- useless. I would I would still say do it. Yes. But it was less helpful than I thought it was going to be. Yes. I will say the thing that was helpful, and I don't, I don't know if this is universal. But what was actually helpful for me is to get a deadline. Because as soon as we were accepted and as soon as we had, okay, we have one month to get this done. Then I'm like, okay, I'm buying this, I'm buying that, I'm buying this. I knew exactly what I need. Yeah. It was, I was kind of paralyzed in this moment of. Indecision. Yeah. I want to do this, but can I? And like. Are things just going to sit around and then I'm never going to act upon it? And there's just mm-hmm. that that indecision that a deadline helps me push through. Yeah. I think a lot of people have that with deadlines. And also just In like, a way, that's, that's why deadlines exist. Yeah. Well, because I think, yeah, nothing would get done otherwise if you never had a deadline for anything. Yeah. Because I also like to get perfection and kind of like explode my ideas mm-hmm. or expand. Yes. I guess explode is not really the right term. Expand well, I mean, my if, ideas. If, like they, if they explode, they usually expand. Yeah. <laughs> rapidly. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I start making my vision more and more complicated mm-hmm. and to have a deadline that says, no, you need to bare bones it. Yeah. is good for me because I'm just, again, like the dine, the tablecloths. Yeah. I'm like, do you know how much time that would have taken? To so make much time. A mu- like make enough tablecloth. And then sew it together. <laughs> and then sew it together. And just, I, I don't know, like all of it. So, and just like the kind of displays and like, oh, the signage and the this and the that and like the, the look of everything. I do better... In those high intensity moments, actually, yeah. like when I'm not allowed to overthink it mm-hmm. and when I just have to make those quick decisions and be done with it is really helpful. So that's also the thing, like I was a little bit like, oh, I'm not ready, so I can't sign up. And then because I didn't sign up, I wasn't ready. So what a catch 22. I know, right? Life. But I I think that's the thing about hard things. There comes these tipping points in life where you have to say, I'm. you have to acknowledge that you're not ready, mm-hmm. but you have to do it anyways. And you have to know when you're ready enough. Yes. And that's a hard thing to do because six months ago, I was not ready enough. I.e., I did not have enough products. Yeah. I did not have enough. But I started doing these monthly recaps, which which you can see uh, yeah on the newsletter, whatever. 
Stop dissing this. We all know, Edwin. <laughs> hey, I contribute hardly anything. <laughs> so we're doing these recaps, and the recaps in a healthy and an unhealthy way have really been this burn of, of trying to get as many items made to completion as possible. Yeah. And that really helped. It's another deadline. It's another deadline. I just need deadlines, but it also stresses me out. So like not, I don't know. <laughs> That's but, also but, why she's salty. <laughs> exactly. I need to recover now. No, like with the with the last recap, I didn't get it done, and I, I told you, I told Michelle I, I don't have it done, and she's like, oh, that's okay. I plan to, to post it in the afternoon, three o'clock. I'm like, it's not at all done. It's like not not done at all. So somehow, in my breaks in my other job, I was able to completely edit it, and then I had my mom bring the microphone to me, and on my lunch break, I recorded it. And then I uploaded it to YouTube and sent it to her, like, half an hour before she wanted to send it. <laughs> Deadlines are good. Yeah. <laughs> it just la I just laughed, though, when she just sent me that text of, like, oh, it's fine. Three o'clock is fine. I'm like, nothing is done on it. Nothing. <laughs> So I, this is deadline. Oh, anyways, I was talking about like how that really, uh, like these, these monthly recaps have not, like I, I'm trying to shift it to be more about like, this is my life recap, but it, it has started as like, I made so many things. How many bags can you make in a month? And, uh, that's, that's really what got me to this point though. Of being able to have tables full of product. Yeah, because you don't want it to be empty, because that's no. scary to people. It is. Isn't that weird? If you have, like, three framed pieces of art, I know you're going for, like, the chic, like, oh, gallery look, but it's intimidating. Mm -hmm. And, like, if especially if you have one or, like, two people especially, but, like, if you're just somebody staring at you, look at this. Yeah. It's scary. You yeah, know. and like people who are polite like me, we don't want to take the last one. Oh, do you still have that? A little bit. Yeah. But that's weird because they just want to sell out. Yeah, but you don't want to take the last one. What if somebody else wants that? I know, and they're more deserving than you are. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree too. <laughs> I agree three. All right, so ask me more questions. Let's, let's bring it to a lofty level. A lofty level? A lofty level. So... If you were to try to envision... Like, if I was an do, asparagus. Yes. Ask me if I was an asparagus. If you were an asparagus. Okay. Growing on the side of the road, mm -hmm. able to see this flea market, mm -hmm. in which you partook, do you think that you would have taken note of your booth or not? I would have. In a positive way? Yes. Because... We welcome people and plants and plants of all sizes and shapes and and kinds. So asparaguses would be so welcome. So asparagus is welcome, of course. I mean, I'm an asparagus, so of course an asparagus <laughs> is welcome. And uh, what I espied from across the road in my asparagus patch was this blazing blue door. 
and it was it was soft but it had impact it was it was not like a garish but it was like oh it's solidly blue and yet it's calming and but it calls it's like the siren call of blue is beckoning and what i also espied from my asparagus patch from across the road uh-huh. was ethereal wisps of silk dancing in the sunlight willowing in the wind and it was like one of those blow up guys that like that's not where I thought you were going to go but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) you know like those floaty guys (laughs) like in the most classical way chic chic demure (laughs) and and uh, that just I, that's that was pointed toward the the entrance of the whole kitten caboodle. And even though we were at the end, you could like we were always there, calling you like, hurry up, come to us. So as an asparagus, you wish you had legs. I really did. I did. Yeah. I I just I saw with longing that I would not be able to reach that booth ever. Like I would just stay across the uh, at the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I saw people who have legs and and they were able to, to go and they were welcomed towards that. Could you say you were green with envy? <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> Was there anything with the setup or the whole milieu that surprised you? I think the only thing that surprised me was that you are constantly busy. Because I brought crocheting along because I thought that's nice. And it, it was. Like, people were really, oh, you're making more of this. And I'm like, no, I'm actually making more of that. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. So that was actually a really good way to start conversation. So I mm-hmm. would encourage that if you are the maker of things and you're some, like, it's something that you can do at a craft fair, do it. Yeah. People love seeing also, that. Also, if you're just manning the booth for somebody, you probably have product that needs sanding or, like, some kind of menial task. Yeah, just do something. Yeah. You know, uh, so that makes it look like you don't care too much if they come or not because like you got things to do but like oh i will welcome you in anyways yeah it's a lot less intimidating than someone just like oh they're anxiously waiting for me to and they're gonna talk to me and then they're gonna like ah try to get hey you should buy this because everybody should buy this yeah uh so and again definitely someone who comes like as a very nervous shopper don't make eye contact with these people uh you know i i respect the customer because mm-hmm. I don't like it when people are too pushy. Mm-hmm. I, it's not really even pushy because like being from the behind the counter, I can see why you would want to say like, oh, let me know if you have questions or yeah. I made this and like going into your whole story for every person that comes in. Yeah. But as a customer, I just kind of more want to instigate it. You know, and like, Mm -hmm. so it's complicated, but it was pretty constant where like one person would come in and then you would say a little bit like, oh, Mm -hmm. good morning, good Mm -hmm. morning, blah, blah, blah. It was just like this little dribble. And so the day I thought went very quickly and I I was anticipating it to go very slowly. Yeah. So that's what surprised you. Yeah. It's kind of like the constant dribble of people and that you just kind of have like those little interactions all throughout. Did you enjoy that? 
I did. I got to a point where because a lot of the like a lot of the people weren't buying or they weren't staying very long. They weren't actually shopping. No, they just kind of like. But you still had to like interrupt what you were doing mm-hmm. for them. I got a little annoyed because I would rather just like sit and do stuff for a while. Yeah. But the people who are genuinely like, oh, I'm a crocheter and I crochet this and like, oh, I do cross stitch and like, you kind of like, you make a connection. Like I liked yeah. that. Even though they didn't buy and you knew they they, they weren't going to buy. Was there a lot of people saying, oh, I crochet too and I do a lot better job than you do? Um, there was a couple people who said like, oh, I crochet and that's a cool idea. Like a lot okay. of people with the, the, um, the t-shirt yarn were surprised that that was crochet because it's like so chunky. Yeah. You know, so that, that was, I think something that people were surprised about. Pe- that People really liked those. Yeah. And we got a lot of business cards out. That is that is key because like that's the thing you're supposed to try to make these these craft fairs much more than just that one day. That's what oh, you want to do. Like, yeah. And then I did enjoy talking to people because it yeah. was like, oh, I get to yeah, cre- mm-hmm. like maybe create a fan base or just like yeah. at least get my name out there. And like the the lady who was organizing the booth came up to us because she was taking social media uh, pictures. And she's like, oh, you're the duck people. Yeah. I've been waiting to see you. So that, that's fun. So I, hopefully that will become more. Like the people are like, oh, it's the duck people again. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm, what I'm hoping to get from this. Yes. Was there anything that was a letdown? The letdown was that the due date was passed and we did it. I was not let down by the number of sales we had. I was not let down by how the booth was set up. I was merely let down by the fact that you built up to something and now it's done. And that's normal. Yeah, I still don't like it. It was hard that the the Saturday night and Sunday were kind of hard because it just felt like... I usually am overflowing with ideas and like ideas of things to make. I things ideas of things to do and I had nothing. And that's always really scary to me when that happens. Mm. Cause usually when I'm tired, I can just kind of take a little solace in my, my idea and kind of like spin it around in my brain for a little bit and then move on to the next one, spin that around. It's just kind of like a fun thing to do and like, Oh, yeah. okay. At least that's working. And so when that stops working, that's always a little bit scary for me. And it just takes, it takes a couple days for me to, to recuperate. From the emotional high, really. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what it is, is you put so much energy into it, so much anticipation to it, and then you do it and then it, it's over with. And Mm -hmm. it's just this regular, it's, it's. It's just kind of what happens after big life events. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever, like, remember being a kid, but, like, you always feel let down after going to some, say, like, the big fair, like the fall festival or something, right? Yeah. You do it, you'd have a ton of fun, but then afterwards you'd kind of be like, Now what do down. I do with myself? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just kind of, a, like, more of, like, what do I do with myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, uh, that's... But that's, that's an important thing to take note of. Yeah, it is. And I'm hoping that it gets, like, the more I do this... The easier it gets, but the thing is, is like then you're gonna just have another thing that gives you a letdown, 
right? Like, you're going to build up to another event. Like, even if I get comfortable with craft fairs and I don't get that letdown oh, feeling. Oh, yeah. There's always something in your life that you're going to have a letdown feeling with. But, like, you remember, like, the first time you made an online sale, there's a bit of a letdown afterwards. Yeah, because then you're like, it's over. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I want to do that again. That was fun. Yeah. You know, as soon as, yeah, I, that's kind of the thing too with that. You're just kind of like, oh, that was so fun when I actually made a sale. Let's do that again. Yeah. Because you're, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, maybe that's partly too why it makes it harder, like more of a letdown because like you're waiting so much and then all of a sudden you're done waiting and you're like, it's kind of a nebulous, mm-hmm. especially the way it ended. Maybe that was part of the problem too. Yeah, maybe. maybe. How did it end? It ended in, in buckets and buckets of rain. Mm-hmm. Buckets of rain, buckets of tears Got all them buckets coming out of my ears Buckets of moonbeams in my hand That we we got rained out It ended up only being an hour short Yeah But it was not the calm Let's put things together very peacefully in the truck yeah. Organized. It was very much of like, we need to get things out of the rain because it's starting to get ruined. Nothing got ruined, but I'm like, we're pushing the limits here. Yes. And so we had to start getting things out of the rain really quickly. And uh, thankfully, there's three of us. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it makes it stressful when everything's wet and you're yeah. shoving wet things and like the towel, like the tables got gross somehow because like just rain gunk yeah. I don't know like there's like black stuff all over the table I'm like how did that happen you know and just yeah. like the paper bags that I spent so much money on uh, now we're getting wet and I'm like that's not supposed to happen and yeah so it was kind of a mad dash and uh, so that was not the way I wanted to end but it shows that we can take it apart really quickly yes <laughs> so and uh and it really, it wasn't the worst. And like rain is always a variable that you're, you're going to have to deal with. Yes. Unless you're inside. Yeah. But then it still happens. Yes. So. You still have to get your product through the door. Yeah. Thankfully we all have plastic tubs for things. So I'm glad yes. we, we did that. Yes. That was wise. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's really, really helpful. Yeah. That was, that uh, was just kind of like a mad dash to, to finish things. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that dramatic, but everything's still drying, so now I still have more cleanup to do. That is part of the problem, too, is it drags the cleanup out. Yeah, because I, I was like, oh, we're going to pack everything up so nicely, and we're just going to keep it all in the truck so nicely, 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 and just reorganize everything, uh, and that did not happen. So that's going to be yeah. my project for this week. Uh, so that's that's a little bit of a bummer, but that, that's Sunny what Sunny days the next two days. Is it? That's what they say. Huh. Well, we'll see that that happens. Yeah. When you're doing hard things, what's what's a challenge with this is that you're you're you are performing. Yeah. Right. There's there's people outside waiting for you. You have to be on time. There's that responsibility. You have to make a good impression of yourself. You have to like. There's all that. Brush kind your of, teeth. You have to brush your teeth. It's crazy, and I had granola, mm-hmm. so I really had to brush my teeth because there's all little <laughs> chia seeds in my teeth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I think that that's scary. It is really scary. Like, if you're if you're like, oh, I'm kind of scared because a lot of times being a maker, 
you just like making things and then having to promote yourself yep. and being a salesperson as well as that, a lot of times those are two different things. And like, Those are different skills for sure. Or they can be. I like talking to people about my, my method, but like to, to close in sales is a little bit different. Yeah. For me. And I find it more, the more tiring side of what I do. It is more exhausting than people afterwards. Even I did this to you. Like, oh, while you have that conversation again, you should say, do you envision this in your, blah, blah, blah. Like sales stuff. Yeah. Right. And it gets exhausting because it makes you feel bad that you didn't make the sale. Like the sale was all dependent on you. And it wasn't. It wasn't. And like, you could just, you can kind of just tell what people are. And then like, also, I think the biggest thing that hurts me is comparing my, my stuff to other people's stuff. Mm. Like find comps and then they charge way less than what I charge. But I know that I charge what I charge because I'm trying to make a living wage. But also I put in details that cost more yeah. than them. But then I'm like, well, do does the customer know that I'm using better hardware than them? Do they know that I'm making my own straps from plant dyed fabrics you know, do like, they know that the quality is there? Yeah. Like, do they and, see that? And I'm like, it, it's in the piece. It's intrinsic. But, like, do people see it? Am I even, like, is it worth putting the effort that I'm putting in? And so then you kind of, like, second guess. And, like, is my stuff original enough? Like, originality is something that I struggle with. And I'm like, I, I, mean, I mean, I struggle with beating myself up over like is it original enough but the problem is is that if it's too original then no one will buy it because they're looking for the in product yeah so, and so how do you are like, happen to be the in product at just the right time you, you just make tons of stuff yes exactly you just have to make lots of stuff you have to and create you make, more than everybody else you just try to make stuff at least this is what i've been doing is you just try to like oh if there's an idea that you like mm-hmm. that's getting traction then you try to do it in the way that you would want to have it. Like if I owned this piece, yep. this is what I would want it to look like. And then you make a few of those and then you make whatever you want without looking at what's doing well. That's that's kind of what I'm, but I'm like, it's hard. It's hard because then you're like, you think you're original and then you see somebody else already did it. And you're like, slightly different, but it's basically the same thing. But I didn't know that you did it. And I'm like, you did, yeah, independently. Yeah. But that, that is, I actually think I always try to take those as encouraging because what that means to me is the idea is valid. Mm. Right. So if I invent something and then somebody else invents it halfway across the world and we never met and we never talked about it, it means the idea was valid. And I think to me, that's, what's really cool. Now maybe they executed it better and that's a little bit of a debt let down, right? Cause somebody's better yeah. than you, but you know what? People are going to be better than you. Mm-hmm. And all that, all that's going to do is make you sharper because you're going to strive to be better because you can see that what you thought was good could be better. Yeah. It gets to another playing field. I feel like when people don't make as good a stuff as you and yet they're better at making sales than you. Does that make that, sense? Like that's yeah, something. Isn't that, that something? Um, that, let's let's take a classic example. Oh, is there one? Yes. Oh, good. Michelangelo and Raphael. Mm, yeah. Raphael. I see, I see what you're saying. Raphael was the hot stuff, right? He he was. He made tons of money. And he was the safe bet too. Yes. 
safe bet. Like he would like he would finish his stuff and he would. Yeah, he wouldn't be a pain in the butt about it. He'd actually make what you wanted him to make. But yeah, nowadays nobody even pretends to say that Michelangelo and Raphael are are even close to each other. I feel like this is the second time we've compared ourselves to Michelangelo. Yes. <laughs> but you too. You you can do it too. You can compare yourself to and like remember this story of of Raphael versus Michelangelo. That is helpful. Yeah. I have words of wisdom too, you know. Do you know? Yeah. I I never knew that. Good thing we're recording this. Solid gold, baby. Solid gold. Do you this should maybe be our, our wrap-up. Yeah. What What would be an encouraging way... Like, how would you encourage somebody else to do something that is daunting? Like, anything in life that's just daunting. Anything in life dream. that's... Like, like without it just being the slap happy, you can do it. Or you are bigger and braver than you think. I will say you, the, the person who needs this advice. Yes. You are going to be better at on the spot, spin on a dime, changes than you think. That when you all of a sudden have to pivot because something fell apart, you are going to be able to make those split second decisions because you've been working on this for so long that don't worry about the minutiae like just worry about what you know you need and hopefully our list of what what things you'll need is is helpful basically I would say get started it's kind of what I, I would say in that if there's a missing piece and you all of a sudden see the missing piece it's a lot easier to get that piece than you might think. Or figure a workaround. Yeah, or just nix it for that time. If that means that the, the display you ordered wasn't done in time, you just nix that product and you go with other products you have. Right? Like Don't get hung up on... Perfection. Perfection, which seems lame. I'm trying to think of different words to say besides just platitudes. Uh, because I, I, but I, I just think that you find your why. No, I hate that. No, never, ever say that again. <laughs> I will, I will kick you to the curb. No, because like your why isn't good enough for this. What, what, what this, what is daunting about this is because the, is what's daunting is the things that you don't know, but you're not going to know it until you get started. And so get a deadline and start. And if, if you miss your deadline and things fall apart, then make another deadline and do it again until you get all the pieces together. This time we almost made pieces fit. Didn't we go? Because you're not going to know things until you get started. How do you go forward with the uncertainty? And realizing that when you are uncertain, you need to come back to the bedrock of, of what is certainty. And the only thing that is certainty is is Christ. Yeah. Because he has already died. Because what we're always facing with uncertainty in all of our life, 
when we think about uncertainty, the truest form of uncertainty is death. Because yeah. that's the one thing we can't know anything about. Mm-hmm. But in Christ, we know that there is life beyond death. Yeah. That we will live with Christ again in perfection. So we are certain in the face of uncertainty. Yeah, so then these these little uncertainties in life should not daunt you. No. And they, even they the fact not... that the, the, the uncertainty we face in this life can knock us down and beat us up. Yeah. That's not that's not good enough because we know ultimately we win. 